welcome back everyone it is tiff O. hey ho and it's the pretty ricky 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 hey and we are back for another recap and discussion of this is us season five episode 15 <laughs> called jerry 2.0 is that the right episode number or did i make that up Girl, I don't know. I feel like we can't keep up like you said last one because we start. We stop. We just don't know. We just know it's called Jerry 2.0. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, whatever episode it is, I think it's 15. Um, called Jerry 2.0. So anyway, the episode begins with Jack and Kevin at the movies. They don't tell us what movie they're watching, but as we watch the episode, I presume that they watched Jerry Maguire. So I just want to have a really, really quick comment about casting. So we have seen this younger Kevin for a while, but this younger Kevin that's supposed to be like in high school has gotten old, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like in his twenties. So I was actually a little confused when they showed him with Jack. Cause I was like, oh, is this a dream sequence? Is this what he was hoping he could do with his dad before he died? But then I realized ah. he like pre-Jack death Kevin, but he just has gotten so old. You know, they're, they're growing up. It's been like four years. So that's all. <laughs> I love your eye for casting for <laughs> I'm like the only person that uh saw that. So we learned that everyone's preparing for Kevin's and Madison's bachelor and bachelorette parties. We learned that Kevin's party will be lame. And girl, were you cracking up when Uncle Nicky came in with his jigsaw puzzle and was like, hey Kevin, do you have room in your luggage for my jigsaw? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. And just like we'll see. It was just like the weirdest bachelor party ever. It was <laughs> Yes, but yes, I was laughing. He was so that excited was about it, too. Funny. And Kevin was like, um, no, Uncle Nikki, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then Toby um, is a shell of himself, we kind of see. So I thought back to you, Ricky, and the leaky pipe about to burst type situation. And Rebecca welcomes the time away from Miguel, who has been smothering her. And so we also learned during their conversation, their brief conversation, is that Rebecca is now stable. So that's good news. And then she tried to run her point home on how Miguel needs to, like, not worry about her by taking him down a trip on memory lane about a punch reference. That's beyond my age, so I don't know who punches. But I was just like, good for you, Rebecca. So a quick note. Did you see how Beth and Randall was having a sexy moment? Yes. I don't feel like we haven't seen sexy moment in a very long time. Gosh. Yeah, because I'm like trying well, I'm like, well, wait. Yeah, well, wait is waiting still because I don't remember either. Yeah, but I thought it was really nice. And of course, I enjoyed the pan away because you know I'm a big person. Like, we don't need to know exactly what went down. Mm -hmm. Like, we we get it. <laughs> it was something about to go down. I ain't gotta see it go down. Okay. So the pan away, I enjoyed. And then of course we get the call from Sophie to Kevin because she's congratulating Kevin on the birth of his twins and his engagement. And friend, this is where I started to think. I was like, let me get my girl's perspective on this because I'm wondering, did we think this was necessary? And I'm on the fence, but I'm more so to the point of, no, like you should not have called. And so I'm like, well, what would be, like, I get that they were friends. They go all the way back. Um, they were married before. So I can get like, okay, we're friends. There's no bad blood. I'm happy for him. But the stronger part of me, and that's why she would call, but then the other part is mainly like, but if you see him on the side of the road, just tell him congratulations. If you just happen to pass by Kate or something, say, hey, it's like your brother got married, congratulations. But the call and just her, Sophie and all their history, I don't know. 
So I was not, actually, as I think about it, I'm, yeah, I'm not for it. Even though I really like Sophie, I just think that that was not a good move. But what are your thoughts? I don't think she was doing it mean-spirited, but now that you brought that up, I'm like, yeah, don't be calling nobody um, when y'all have such an entangled history. And you're like, oh, congratulations. Like, if we run into each other, then yes. I'm just thinking back, like, putting myself in a position and, like, my little raggedy ex-boyfriend, if he would have tried to reach out to me and be like, congratulations on your, shut up, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> but I guess maybe they didn't have like a bad breakup like that. So like you said, maybe they are on more friendlier terms, but I don't want to hear nothing from my ex. So don't congratulate me on it because I think you're being smug and trying to be funny. No, don't call me about that. Lose my number, matter of fact. And then speaking of lost number, <laughs> Sophie had a different number. So yeah. it's like, I thought they were going to get into that as to why she had to change her number. So I'm wondering, did they stick that there because this is not the end of Sophie? Or... Mm-hmm. But yeah, so her calling, I mean, I don't know. I just never had a breakup where, well, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just thinking like, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, I don't think Sophie's mean spirited at all. I like Sophie, but I don't, I don't think that call was necessary. And to the point where she has a whole new number and now you found his number, like that's just a whole lot. Just, you know, look at the magazine, have your smile, have your good for him and go on. But she did say, I was hoping to catch your voicemail. (laughs) yeah <laughs> still yeah Mm-mm. it's like are you trying to shoot your shot which i don't think i don't know maybe some people are trying to shoot her last shot i don't i don't know so i just feel like my eyebrows still raised because we, we I'm, i don't believe sophie's all the way over we'll see um but yeah i just was kind of like hmm, what do i think about this and the more i talked through it i'm like yeah no i think that she definitely should not have made that call so that's all <laughs> <laughs> good point good point i want to hear your thoughts too too because you know you have you you always <laughs> you just crack me up with your thoughts and these men and these women and these crossfit, crossfit people so i thought you were i know man, which no, i hadn't thought i hadn't thought too much about it until you just said that i'm like yeah i don't think any of my exes like found my number or went through their phone to be like oh let me call her and say congratulations right that's a whole lot of effort like <laughs> tell, me, <laughs> tell me congrats if you see me how about that especially since y'all haven't been talking to each other so maybe that was the point of putting in I have a new number. Y'all apparently have not talked to each other in like a year. Oh, so that's it's a not, point. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like y'all were like um, on a speaking terms like that. So like Ricky said, you actually made the effort to <laughs> reach mm-hmm. out to me, which was probably not necessary. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's take it bachelorette party, then to bachelor, well, bachelor party, then to bachelorette party. So at the bachelor party, Randall is already at the cabin waiting for the crew, which consists of Miguel, Uncle Nikki, Toby, and of course, Kevin. And Randall reminds Kevin of his plan to be married with kids by the time he is 40. He's like, you did it, brother. And so this made me think back to Zoe and how she was like, you know, you find a way to commit. And I'm like, see, he found, he had this vision and he is making it work. Regardless of who the person is, we're going to probably get into this more later, but regardless of who the person is, he was so set on being married with kids by the time he was 40 that he would do anything to make the situation appear to be the situation he always wanted. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of the Zoe, that whole statement and how we thought a lot of that about that last episode and I feel like I got it from a different place like at first I was like was she being manipulative or what was behind it because again I also like Zoe so he has some cool exes like they we can all hang <laughs> like they're cool but um I feel like I got it more because it just it just happens it's almost like how like you may not plan for things to happen but somehow 
it happens. Like if you stop with the guy on the side of the road, it still happens that you get the chance to see at your child's birth. And it's like, he couldn't have planned like for him to impregnate Madison. That was not his goal. I don't think him trying to have sex with all these women to try to get them pregnant, but somehow life works its way around itself. And here he is, Kevin ends up getting what he wants. I feel like I understand her compliment more. Um, and this thing kind of reminded me of that. And also I just like the brohood, like, yeah, I love that it was like a genuineness and yeah. Randall was so excited about it. Just all, it was just really authentic. So I like that too. Right. Even though he's kind of like, what do you mean by that? Or <laughs> like he's still confused. You could tell that Zoe's uh, comment is still weighing very heavily on him. throughout. The I time. agree. And then with Sophie calling and complicating the matters because he always thought that his life was going to be with Sophie. It's like, huh. so again, I think because we were really going in circles last week, like, what did it mean? What was her comment? Mm-hmm. I still think it was more of, or what was his look about? Remember at the end, we were like, what was his look about? Did he think he settled or is he content? So okay, I think he's appreciative, he was, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's still trying to figure it out himself. Like, am I settling <laughs> or mm-hmm. am I content with where I'm at? Um, so it begins to rain. So fly fishing has to be rescheduled. And Miguel is obsessing over Rebecca. Uncle Nicky wants his jigsaw puzzle. And Toby is just there, okay? So Randall is going through VHS tapes to find a movie to watch. And girl, I'm like, when they broke out the VHS tapes, I'm like, really? Are we really? Like, this is a terrible bachelor party. Like, it's worse than expected. But they settle on Kevin's favorite movie, Jerry Maguire. We see clips of the movie. And after the movie, Uncle Nicky quips about the movie being the story of Kevin's life. He's like a Jerry 2.0, hence the title. So he says that Jerry and Dorothy fell for the kids and not the girl, and in Kevin's case, the idea of kids, and are just trying to do the right thing. And I'm like, isn't this what I was trying to say last week? <laughs> I was like, bingo. That's exactly what I think I was trying to say. I may not have said it eloquently but what I was trying to say and this is what I think Zoe's comment was like you're just trying to do what's right making lemonade out of lemons okay so Kevin is deeply offended by Uncle Nikki's comments and at this moment Miguel receives news that Rebecca is fine and painting a naked man with the rest of the girls and girl comedic timing is impeccable I was cracking up (laughs) (laughs) so for me I have to say that, you know, it went to commercial and then I missed about a minute of the show because we had a weather update because in Houston, we had a really bad storm come through when this is us came on. But when it returned for me, and let me know if I missed something significant, but when it returned to my screen, uh, Kevin was going off on Uncle Nikki to the point where Randall had to tell Kevin to go take a breath. So did I miss anything significant? No, because I got, look, we in the same area. I got the same <laughs> alert. So, okay. girl. so Kevin going in on Uncle Nikki, do you think his response to Uncle Nikki was about what Uncle Nikki said or what Zoe said, girl? <laughs> so I think because of what Zoe said is still on his mind. Like we mentioned this before, um, just the different comments from what Randall said. Like he is just still pondering. So I think he went off on Nikki mainly because he was upset at himself. And he's upset at himself because mm. Uh, whatever Nikki said it hit a spot and it's a spot that I believe is true because he's still because remember last time I said I think I don't know if it's he's appreciating it or he's settling I don't know all that look what that means but I just think ultimately 
it goes down to him questioning like he's questioning his life like what am I doing not saying that him mm-hmm. it's a settle but like what is this like how did I get here and so I think he's just in that and maybe while he was having those thoughts one of the questions was well do I love her is this the girl for me is this what I really want and um it, it goes from that conversation with Zoe so I think that his the response because Nick what he said it touched that nerve that he had already been thinking on yeah Agreed. I think it was a combination of both because Zoe had already planted the seed in him and then Uncle Nikki said pretty much what he's been kind of, what Kevin's been struggling with. Like, do I love her? Do I want to be with her for the rest of my life? Um, or is it just the kids? Like, I don't, he doesn't know himself. He doesn't know if she's the one he wants to marry. He says that a little later to Randall. Like, how do you know the person, you know, you're going to spend the life, rest of your life with? And it was really rude, Uncle Nikki said. <laughs> Don't, that's why we love Nikki because Nikki like what comes up comes out like he don't try to put a filter or anything it was very rude <laughs> even though I think it was accurate but you know well, yeah that's that's true but let's just give props too though Tiff because what? you notice Randall using his tools he told him Kev, Girl. take a breath yes I thought about you all throughout this episode did you yes because I'm like I know you'd be like I love that Randall's able to apply what he's learning in therapy I just love this therapy Randall so (laughs) every time they showed him and him using his um what's it called skills what is it but anyway his uh techniques I was just like oh yeah (laughs) I know Ricky's gonna be like oh good job Randall (laughs) so you're right I was doing a lot of cheese it makes me proud and happy when I see people (laughs) implementing their tools to when I see them growing (laughs) <laughs> his emotional intelligence and how he's handling things. So, yeah, he did a really good job. So after <laughs> Kevin is in his little timeout, uh, Randall goes upstairs to him and he's like, hey, we joined the group. Uncle Nikki made a fire. And this is when Kevin confides in Randall that Sophie reached out to him that morning or so. And Kevin asks Randall, how do you know who you're supposed to marry? And I just love how Randall kind of like just sat there and gave him the space to think and speak. Because if you remember, when he first said, Sophie called me this morning, Randall just sat there. (laughs) Like, he didn't say anything, like, for real, what you gonna do? He just sat there, let him, like, gave him the space to finish, like, his thoughts. Like, okay, where are we going with this? But he didn't even have to say it. He just gave him, used his techniques and tools. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) So, at this time, Randall convenes what I think is a therapy session over the fire girl. (laughs) And Toby talks, so bad about Jared Maguire, the movie, and that the couple will not make it. And then he admits that he really needs a new job, and he mentions a job opportunity in San Francisco. Then we go over to Nikki, and he opens up that any romantic movie puts him in a bad mood because he lost his chance at love, Sally Brooke, and he apologizes to Kevin in an old man sort of way. <laughs> he does. I know this is old man sort of, sort of way, but I feel like we have to give acknowledgement right here to Nikki because what I do like about Nikki's character is that I feel he's quick to realize okay if I did this or I acted in this way and it's my own stuff and he owns his own stuff and let me tell you grown people they don't own their own stuff all the time so I just accepted that as a little grown man apology I was enjoying that I just appreciate let's say that he did it and then it didn't have to take years because we know throughout this is us we see how long it can take to have conversations or, or for somebody to say you know well, that was my stuff and I put it on you so I like Nikki I like that he said it and yeah. I'm here for you know he was in the trailer for most of his life this whole heightened awareness okay <laughs> that you get from being by yourself reading because you know I still think he's going to be like a screenwriter <laughs> and just 
I don't know, being able to own his stuff. Agreed, agreed. So then we get to Miguel, who I think swoops in to save the day, because we already have Toby talking about they ain't gonna make it. After Uncle Nikki has compared Kevin and Madison to Jerry and Dorothy, and then you have Toby talking about they ain't gonna make it. So uh, Miguel swoops in to save the day. He tells Kevin that his, Miguel's, and Rebecca's relationship was not written in the stars, and that Miguel himself had doubted whether to marry Rebecca even on the day of their wedding and for some time thereafter. But Miguel says that he realized that some stories are written together. And then he says, Jerry and Dorothy, Dorothy made it. So you could kind of see Kevin kind of taking that and accepting that and being like, okay, maybe I am, you know, maybe I am making the right decision. But any other thoughts about this bachelor party? Ha, the weird, let's play games. <laughs> Let Toby <laughs> just sit there and just, like you said, be a shell. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite one that I've not seen before. The only thing I guess I'll say with by Miguel's comment is that yes, I agree that he came in and brought some light to the, <laughs> to the gloom that was happening. And I agree. I feel like everybody has their own story. And if you get caught up in these Hallmark, which, you know, I still love Hallmark, but yes, if you get you caught do. up <laughs> in these fairy tale, everything has to see somebody at the store and it just all of a sudden happily ever after there's no friction there's no nothing then you'll just always think that oh i don't know is this love story real so i like that Mm. it gives a perspective that look love stories they look different ways and at the end of the day i feel that yeah it can work if two people are willing to make the commitment and what we just have to hope is that they truly are happy and that they truly love each other exactly and i love that you brought it back to hallmark because that's exactly what kevin's problem is he's like a hallmark movie watcher he thinks his life needs to be a hallmark script and that's the problem that i think that's exactly right he can't see outside of that like it's supposed to be a fairy tale he doesn't think about and i don't know maybe his parents didn't tell him like all the stuff that rebecca not rebecca yeah rebecca and um, And jack jack went through like it wasn't easy for them you know, and it may seem like they were destined to be together, but it doesn't mean that in the beginning it looked that way, just like him in medicine. So, yeah, uh, I like that you said that. He's a Hallmark movie watcher. That's his yeah. <laughs> He needs to get real. <laughs> yeah. Watch your movies, but then realize that is a movie, <laughs> you know. It's a movie. Okay, so now let's go over to the Bachelorette. Oh, wait, wait. And then Kevin was like, this has to be borderline awful. <laughs> something like that about his bachelor party i was like it's so bad (laughs) oh it's horrible i like what you said earlier you were like it's worse than worse like it's worse than we thought (laughs) (laughs) it is when you gotta invite your stepdad and your uncle old man uncle you know it ain't gonna be no good who wants to bring a jigsaw puzzle (laughs) <laughs> and ends with this impromptu like you said therapy session like what is happening here yes, yes terrible okay yeah. we will return after this quick ad break stay with us so the bachelorette party beth and rebecca are ready to get their party on and kate has ordered a guy to serve drinks shirtless and then pose nude or half nude for painting but rebecca's like i want him nude she didn't say those words but the way she said it I was cracking up I was like Rebecca calm down okay so Madison and the model know each other and they have history which is awkward in my opinion and as they paint the model they talk about how the model ghosted Madison and we learn at this time that Madison had actually reached out to Kevin a few times after they slept together but Kevin was he was responsive but he wasn't that into her and Rebecca's like was Kevin ghosting you no was Kevin being a ghost to you yes that was 
I love it. Yes. She tried. She tried. So she what did. do we think of this revelation about Madison reaching out to Kevin after they slept together? Because this whole time we were led to believe that, you know, they had no more contact after that. Yeah, that was insightful, but I wasn't surprised by it because his past dating escapades or women, like I've never seen anything in Kevin that was outside of Sophie. We saw a lot of maybe them trying to make it, him really trying to make something happen. Well, I guess we did see Zoe, so maybe I got to take my words back, but um, I don't know. I guess I was just mainly thinking that, I guess I still want to believe that it's not true too. Like I want them to be together and him to really be in love because so I'm going to stick with that story so my thing is like yeah, it wasn't too surprising because at the end of the day it wasn't a true relationship it was if something happened and he probably was like yeah, you know maybe on to the next right that's okay let's acknowledge that that's what they wanted us to get from it but by the time because she did get pregnant they did start talking they started they were quarantined together and so yes I'm sticking with that made him get to know her better and that's how their love story began to I know. I mean, maybe, okay, I'm gonna try to be on Kevin's side. Maybe okay. his holdup was, you know, this is my sister's best friend. So I'm not trying, I already slept with her. I'm not trying to do much more with her. So maybe he did like her, but just didn't want to create this awkward relationship between, because, you know, if they break up, then it's going to affect Kate's relationship with Madison. It just has to. So maybe he's trying to be considerate. He was trying to be considerate, maybe. <laughs> That's a good point. I like that point because it still goes along with <laughs> Kevin and her. Like he really maybe had interest now, right? But he was like, nah, I don't know because I don't want nothing to happen. I know my past experiences. I know, you know, I'm on the road. I'm doing this. I don't really know. So since yeah. I don't know for sure, maybe I won't even try to respond. I like that, Tiff. I want to go with that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying for Kevin. I'm for Kevin. <laughs> so after painting, Beth receives a notification on her phone and walks away and Rebecca follows her. And we learn that Beth reached out to a recruiter who has given her Dance Academy recommendations. But Beth is still scarred by her experience in the Academy. And Rebecca advises her to go in there and change the Academy culture if you're so scarred, which I'm like, duh, girl. I knew that was coming. I was like, I can do that part. So then... Kate hosts a game of how well does the groom know the bride. And when Kevin is asked about Madison's dream Sunday morning, Kevin nails it. But when asked about their future as empty nesters, Kevin gives an answer that is not an answer. And this causes Kate to pause and remember back to younger Kevin and Sophie and his mission statement, which was very detailed and that I mentioned earlier. So did you have any thoughts in this moment? Oh... So I think, again, they want us to, to have these images so that we could start thinking, like, I don't know, does he really see Madison long term? But when I think about this whole scene, like from the very beginning of the episode, you have Sophie having a whole different view of what a long distance relationship and how it has an effect on her. And Kevin is like, you know, we're good. We're great. I'm all across, you know, the country and we're still okay. And so you realize to me, I feel like we can't snooze on that. Like that's already, even though he was with Sophie, 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 we all love Sophie and he loves her, but he still wasn't just like, okay, I need to be around you 24 seven, you know, all that, all this. So a part of me is like, well, is could that that mission statement, which was very detailed, poetic, it was wonderful, but is a part of that teenage Kevin that also realized that he hurt his girl, his wife's feelings, and he wants to get back in her good graces? Like I feel it was something that was real, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I think we still can't overlook the point that he was okay not being by her, 
even though he still saw himself with her yes that's like the main difference right then the madison mm. responds but at the end of the day i don't know how he, he just seems to approach that relationship also of i'm good i'm good we don't have to always be up under each other mm, good point well i would say in this moment when Kate, you know, when he gave that little BS answer and Kate kind of paused and looked away, I'm like, he ain't thought about no Sophie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, he does not like her. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? Oh, but no. then, I know, I was like, he ain't thought about the future as no empty nesters because he barely like her. But then I gave Kevin some grace. I don't know why I'm giving grace this time, but I like that you give him grace, girl. <laughs> because <laughs> you know it don't come often but then I thought about it some more and I realized that their relationship is happening so fast like they are still like trying to pay play catch up with each other trying to get to know each other trying to get their footing in the present that to even sit the, I don't even think they've had the time to sit and really just think about what does our future look like when these little rugrats are grown and gone like we're still in the mayday or heyday of infancy so i haven't even thought about them turning 18 21 23 and even madison was like oh what does it look like that so it's not even like she just had something off the top of her head to just give to him so i must say ain't nobody neither one of them are thinking about that because they haven't had the time to think about that not because they don't like each other or don't see themselves being there for the long haul but they just haven't had the time to sit and really figure that out that's what i'm saying no, that's that's a, ve a very valid point. And again, I just think the writers are trying to have us go into this. This is a negative thing or what does this mean? Ah, but, you know, look, they haven't had the time, like in time it'll come perhaps. So, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm like, um, let me see if I had the question asked. I don't know if me and my husband would be able to just rattle off something that would even coincide at the moment. So we'll see. And I'm about to say, and then another thing, it just goes back to um, the, the mission statement that he wrote for Zoe. Didn't he have to like go up to the room yes, to steal <laughs> and get a piece of paper and write old school style, which I guess is all you did back then. Now you took out your phone and, and, and wrote a note. But I mean, he gave it some serious thought. He had the time to do that. Yes, agreed. So the party, the bachelorette party is over and Beth tells Rebecca that she said yes to those jobs or job opportunities. And Rebecca thanks Beth for treating her normal and Beth encourages Rebecca to ask Randall about New Orleans, Louisiana, if she wants to know about their trip. And Tiff, okay. This, okay, so this was my tender moment. I can't believe you were about to breeze past this. Yes, it was. <laughs> you were. It was so beautiful to me because again, here we see Rebecca in this, let's just, let's just be in awe of her, her motherhood, her womanhood, like how nurturing her spirit is. And so just you, see, you see Rebecca, uh oh, wait, is it coming? Is it, is it coming? No, no. <laughs> but I can't see. But you know, you see that, you see just this, this beautiful spirit of, of um, Rebecca and Beth, and you go all the way, you know, this episode, it shows us where Beth was in another situation right. where she talked to Rebecca. And then here you are a whole full circle later. And just Beth having her as someone that she can go to. But I felt that emotion when Rebecca was like, thank you. Cause I can imagine like you already know your diagnosis. You don't know how long you have to feel okay and to remember things and to feel that you could be of service to someone when everybody is trying to, are you okay? Can you walk to the bathroom? Do you need me to hold you for this? Like if you're in that, in that situation all the time, it just was a relief. And I think it felt so good for her to give in that way. So just the moment of all of that between Beth and Rebecca and their history and their individual situations and stuff that's going on. 
it was a very much a tender moment Tiff. oh well good you know <laughs> your heart had hardened so i'm glad it um loosened up for that moment yes girl it did <laughs> okay so um after Rebecca and Beth leave, Kate asks Madison if she is happy with Kevin. And I thought, kudos to you, Kate. That's a good best friend. Like she said, that's a hard question to ask being the degrees of separation. But I just think as a best friend, you have to ask those questions. And um, Madison answers that she loves him. And girl, that took me back to last week when we was talking about This Is Us. And I was like, did they even say they love each other? Did they even know if they love each other? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she said it to him, but she said it to Kate. Yeah. And I believed her. Did you believe her? Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you thought that she was just like, I'm saying this to convince myself that I love him because it's all happening so soon or something like that. No, I don't know. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so then we get to the end. And at the end, we see Uncle Nikki is looking for Sally Brooks. What do we think of this? Girl, I'm excited because you know I thought Sally was on the plane with him that time, girl. So I have been ready <laughs> since I knew he was coming to Cali, right? Going back to Cali. And I was excited because I want him to find Sally Brooks. I am believing that he is going to find a way to locate her. And what I'm hoping is that he is on that path of not stopping and just start and continuing to go. As you know, he went to California. It was a whole lot of will he stay? Will he run the course and actually make it there? Or will he just stop right before he sees what he wants to do and say, eh, it's too uh -huh. hard, I'm too scared, you know, fear. So I I think that this is good and I do hope that they show it where we at least see that he's taking that step. It doesn't have to mean that they get back together, but for him, so like, man, let me tell you what was going on with me and let me tell you why I didn't come through. Yes. Let me tell you how I feel about you. My bad. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that he is taking his second shot at love. I don't know if he'll find her. I don't know if he'll be able to, like you said, meet up with her or talk with her. But we do know at the end of the series, He's going to be sitting next to Rebecca with a ring on his finger. So he's going to be with somebody. So he's going to have the opportunity to be in love with someone. Is Ooh. it Sally Brooks? I don't know. I think that's too sappy to be Sally Brooks. I mean, like Sally could have moved on. She could be passed away and all that stuff. So I'm thinking that at least he's putting himself back out there to be open to love. Yes, I like that. And I just also have to say that between Kevin and his money, they and the social media in the world, he can find Sally. I think I, I think I'm on a, the, the nose with that one or she like moves around so much like the uh, one of the Sally's that I saw that popped up was Dr. Sally Brooks and I'm like um she was such a nomad like would she be a doctor mm -hmm. so anyway but we'll see um at the end we also see that Toby is expressing interest in the San Francisco opportunity girl and so what do we think of this well, we already know, we've been knowing for a while that him not having a job has been really tough on him. And we saw a little bit from last time how it's even having an impact on Kate because she couldn't even really be herself and be excited about stuff going on at her job. So what I think about this is that he'll probably get the job and we'll be back in a situation like how a Beth and Randall situation where you have to decide who's going to be in. Mm -hmm. Is she going to now leave her job that she loves this music um, career that she's about to hopefully develop and let it blossom and so he can have you know his job in San Francisco or are they going to be mm -hmm. going like traveling on the weekend only to each other I don't know so I think he's going to get it and we're going to see how it plays out girl 
this is no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> I'm like, don't do it, Toby. Like he even said in the beginning, like I have two under two. It's in San Francisco. I don't know exactly where they live, but it sounds like San Francisco is not close to where they live. So I know that Kate is a strong individual and she perseveres. Yes, I'm having compliments for Kate. But I don't know if she is up for this, especially since he expressed interest or is moving forward with the San Francisco job opportunities without even talking to her about it. Like, could you, you still haven't told me, talk to Kate about how you're feeling. Like Kate True. can sense how you're feeling, but you haven't really said how you're feeling. You haven't said like, I'm dying, not being able to work. Like, I really do not want to be at home with these kids. Like, I will take anything, even if mm-hmm. it means going to San Francisco. For Kate to be like, yes, go to San Francisco. I get it, I understand. Or no, but let's figure something else out. And I just think, like you said, he's going to probably end up getting this interview. I don't know what point he's going to tell Kate that he even applied for this job. But how do you apply for a long a, a, a job? Oh, long distance. They're going to, um, the theme coming up again. How do you apply for a job that's not even in the hometown with your kids? Mm-hmm. Kate is not working. So like you said, is she supposed to quit her job and stay home with the kids now? Or mm-hmm. like what? What is supposed to happen with that? And you're just going to look at... <laughs> And don't give me the, well, I don't know. I just expressed interest. I don't even know if I'll get it. But you should have, we should have this conversation because in the event that you get it, then what? Then I'm going to look like the booty head when I'm like, no, you're not going to San Francisco. (laughs) Yes, to all of that. So we're going to see how this pans out and girl, it may just be the long distance that tries to get them as opposed to the CrossFit. Yes, girl. Yes, because I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be together at the end. They still haven't really hinted to whether they're together at the end. They say they don't, that Toby don't have a ring on, but who knows? Men wear rings, don't wear rings. But um, yeah, I'm like, if he, I just, don't do that. Like, you need to talk. You have not talked to Kate at all about how you're feeling. And yeah, and she can understand that you really hate being home, but I don't know if she can understand you hating it to the point where you got to go somewhere far and leave me by myself with my kids without even talking to me about it in the beginning so at the end we also see kevin delete sophie's number so what do you think of this <laughs> i think it's good i think it's there to avoid any type of temptation that could come up uh-huh. and i think this is just like maybe us seeing this was his old life they tried it several times it didn't work they can make it work for whatever reason or reasons and so here is a new chapter so to me i looked at that more like the close of a chapter or close yeah. of a book onto a new one yes agreed i was like good for you kim because at first i thought he was saving it so i had to go back and rewind it and pause it and see what was happening but i was like oh good he deleted it so like you said i think he's moving forward with his decision to be with madison as you said sophie and kevin have gone back and forth for four five seasons now so <laughs> it's like if and y'all been engaged unengaged married not married so if y'all are going to be together, y'all would have been together last season or so, whenever last time they broke up. So y'all have run that to the ground and it's time to move forward. It's like, you already have closure. There's no more closure to get. And as we said earlier in this episode, it's not like y'all been friends, like y'all just been chopping it up ever so often. Like you didn't even know she had a different number. So, so that means you haven't tried to contact her and that means she hasn't called you. So <laughs> just move on. It's time to move on. So I like that. I'm so happy that they did not try to create a storyline with Sophie being like a a homewrecker or something. All right. So at the end, we also see Madison watching the unedited version 
of Kevin's response to the empty nesters question. So we see that it wasn't a, he asked the question and he thought about it for like a split second and then gave his little BS answer. He really was like pondering like empty nesters as if he had never thought of that idea before. So again, do you have like the same thoughts as earlier when you initially saw him answer the empty nesters question and case response? Or now that you've seen the unedited version where it took him like a beat before he could even come up with his BS response, did that make you, we see that it made Madison feel the type of way. Did it make you feel differently? Did it make you feel the same? What you think, Ricky? I think that, you know, after you just really brought home the point that timing or, you know, or maybe as I, we were talking it through that, it just took time for him to write that. And he grew up that everything was moving so fast. He hadn't had a chance to really digest it. And so my thought is that, yeah, he thought like, hmm, let me think. But come on, that's not like truly having hour or, you know, minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it was to come up with what he did for Sophie. So I do feel that she'll probably address it. And if she has those concerns, which I can understand it, just to really have um I guess we'll like just be confirmed like or is do you really want me or is it just the kids and you're trying to do this to make it the right thing or like what is it just having that conversation I'm fine with it but um yeah I think it's just he needed more time to write that he hadn't probably thought through that like you mentioned earlier so do you think they're gonna have a conversation before the wedding like do you love me or is it just the kids you don't have to marry me or are we going straight into the wedding or are we not I, having a wedding? I think that I think that they will have that conversation. I don't know if it's going to be a breakdown moment, how Randall and Beth had theirs and they're writing their vows on, on the same day. Like, I don't know if it's going to be that dramatic. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So I don't, I think they're going to have the conversation. So we'll see how dramatic it gets. Or if she becomes the runaway bride, because she just don't know if she is really seeing this, is if he's really wanting her and she just gets into her mind about stuff. So I think they're going to have a conversation. I hope so. So it doesn't lead oh, to her. I'm going to be so mind. mad if Madison stands in love with the officer. I'm not going to like that whatsoever. So hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, well, we're going to see. Um, they make it seem everything, and make it look like everything is going to be on the up and up. It's the finale. So well, I, I guess that would be the perfect time to stand them up at the altar since it's the finale, but she better not. I'm going to be so mad. Um, just want to do a quick honorable mention, as you kind of hinted to earlier. They had a flashback to when younger Beth and younger uh, Rebecca were at the cabin and um, Rebecca gave Beth advice when Beth had expressed fear of failing at another thing and that time it was from ballet and she was hesitant to take on the internship with the small urban planning firm so um, I thought that was really nice and I think it kind of tied into when they went to uh, to present day when Beth went and gave her more advice or whatever or Rebecca went and gave Beth more advice on taking the job or going to the dance academy so I thought that was cute it wasn't a tender moment for me but I thought that was cute what about you? Do you have any that other was final comments? No final comments. I thought that was cute. And again, I can't say enough how I just enjoy seeing Rebecca as a mom. And I enjoyed their moments together, her and Beth, as well as her and Madison and her and Kate, her and the kids. So, yeah. Yep. Yes. Rebecca is doing a great thing. She's being a great mom. I think we don't really get to, we saw Jack be a great dad and now we get to see uh, Rebecca be a great mom. I mean, she's always been great, but it seemed like they're really highlighting how awesome she is this season. Yeah, she's like how Tabitha Brown is like the social media mom. Like she's the 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 everyone's mom. Mom for all. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Until the finale. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hey y'all, we are back with season two of Spoiler Alert with Tiff O and Ricky, and we cannot be more excited. All season, we'll be talking everything This Is Us, and we may have special episodes in store for you as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and like us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Spoiler Alert Tiff O Ricky. And you know we love our listeners, so leave comments. They may be included in our show. Thanks for listening.